0: Of the three cryptocurrencies on Coinbase, Litecoin seems to be like the baby brother that doesn't get attention. Now, both Travis and I have been fans of Litecoin since we first discovered it for a number of reasons. And in this episode, we invite Charlie Lee, the inventor of Litecoin, to the show to discuss his vision for the little coin that could. We're revisited by fiat currency And we discovered a nifty little app that invests your leftover change in crypto while you sleep. But now isn't the time for sleeping. Sit up straight, eyes front, and ears open wide so we can fill them with crypto goodness. It's time for episode number 56 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. What is going on, people of Bad Cryptopia? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I'm Joel Calm, and alongside me is my compadre, Mr. Travis Wright. Hello, Travis.
1: I am the very serious, so serious Travis <laughs> Wright today. Crypto <laughs> so serious.
0: There is nothing serious about you. you That's true. I'm
1: mostly serious. You just catch me on times when I'm not as serious. You are a fool. You the fool. What, that's
0: a, that's what you
1: are. You are I'm a, fool. a fool. You know
0: who's uh, <laughs> Don't give
1: me no back talk, sucker <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently Mr. T has entered the building. Uh, you know who else is in the house? It's our friends at Zilla. Uh, hopefully you guys had a chance to listen to the ICO spotlight this week with the founder of the Zilla app, who we've been talking about all month because they've been our show sponsor for the month of November, Abasa Phillips. Uh, And hopefully you have pre-registered for the Zilla beta app. If you qualify, meaning uh, you're in a country where it is not prohibited by law, zla.io forward slash bad is where you're going to pre-register for this. And if you are one of the fortunate Few that will get to access it or fortunate. Many fortunate. Let's just let's just go with fortunate. Uh, it's a pretty cool iPhone app that is going to be an ICO marketplace at the tips of your fingers. And so we're watching for this to come out. Go register zla.io forward slash bad. I'm so excited about this show, Travis. You apparently are not.
1: <laughs> well, I'm muted because my, my daughter came down and I was having a muted conversation. So, okay. You, you know, here's, here's the thing about cryptocurrency. If you've been in cryptocurrency, you know, there is no satoshi nakamoto that you're going to have a conversation with most likely i mean the, we might have a conversation with somebody who, who happened to be him but we aren't going to know that it's him right dude he's
0: no he's, he's coming over for dinner we, we he he's oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah okay we're, all right i was gonna making... be
1: kind of serious here but he got he got you know ethereum and vitalik and that like you know 14 year old kid i mean that's just uh, it's crazy and then here we are at charlie lee the dude who created litecoin one of the top 10 well actually for the longest time it was the number two coin Right? Uh, so awesome to have him on the show.
0: Yep, it's going to be great fun. And we're going to get to it pretty quick. But first of all, let's jump over to the mailbag.
2: Bad voicemail. You have one new message.
0: night, Travis and Joel. This is Sim calling from Sydney in Australia. Been listening to you guys for a couple of weeks now and really enjoying it. Stay back, guys. Guess who? It's me, Fiat Currency. And I'm here to make blockchain Feel the block
2: pain!
0: People's Republic of Bad Cryptopia, your resistance is a waste! I will take crypto into
1: the fighting ring and kick
0: Bitcoin in its Bitcoin!
1: Ha 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 ha! This is
0: fiat currency,
1: and I'm crypto furious! Stay bad! Ah.
0: <laughs> Oh my, he's back! Ooh,
1: and I just want to say, I am very clean. I am a little meticulous. <laughs> you like to keep
0: all your crypto in order organized. To be ridiculous.
1: <laughs> and Joel's a little ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and so is this show. Welcome back to this wonderful show. You know what? Here's the thing, Joel. Just the other day, I got a package in the mail and opened it up. And I was like, what are these socks?
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I was like, oh my god, these are so cool. I got like a, a cassette tape sock mm-hmm. out of the blue. Mm-hmm. like a dinosaur uh, with like some knights or something and then a couple other pair. I, and I, I forgot I ordered them. Yeah. I was like, did I order these? <laughs>
0: uh, one of our one of our listeners is name is John and he's got a website called funsockcity.com. Real smart way, John. FunSockCity uh, free promotion.
1: Nice. Here yeah, they paid yeah, us nothing great except, great except great so. socks in advance. I was like, "Yeah, where, well, where in the hell do these socks come from?" Leave, leave a note though, bro. If you like send somebody something, like, "Hey, so not-. I didn't see. it. I looked in there. I was like, I don't see any notes." Well, or, it was who, a surprise for you. You you don't ah. know this, but he wrote
0: me. Oh, ah, okay, okay. And I I picked some socks for myself, and there's a picture of it. You guys can see in the show notes, Mickey Mouse and, and the Golden Gate Bridge or some monkey uh, socks. All oh, right,
1: right. So, so basically, you're saying you kept all the cool ones uh Reagan socks no what I did is
0: <laughs> I picked some that I wanted and I said hey you know what you know Travis well enough surprise him and send him some socks oh, okay so I don't know what you got if you want to take a picture of yours too and put them up just don't put your feet in the picture okay, that, okay. that's all that's all we ask oh, I, but <laughs> uh, John is one of our listeners that accepts. was awesome thank you John Bitcoin and Litecoin uh, at FunsockCity.com, So pretty cool. And if anybody else out there is a merchant where you have physical goods that you are accepting cryptocurrency on your website or in your store, write us and let us know at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Doesn't mean you're going to be on the show, but you never know, especially, you know, if you accept crypto for like you know a 4k 60 inch led big screen tv and you send me one we'll Mm -hmm. you know we'll talk about it
1: yeah if you guys have like big minor bitcoin miners or something you want to have us you know (laughs) review (laughs) check out this you're feeling a little generous Uh.
0: (laughs) i apologize for all of those Travis, I came across an app this week and I thought, well, I want to introduce this to our listeners because I thought it was pretty cool. I've seen some apps in the app store that allow you to connect your credit cards to them. And what they do is they automatically round up and they make a deposit into like a mutual fund. One of them that I've used is called stash, for example, mm. you know, cause you know, you charge this, you charge that, you write a check and all it does is it says, okay, that was 60, you know, six fifty two. So it takes, 48 cents it just rounds it up to seven dollars and puts 48 cents in the kitty and puts it aside and once a week it takes all that spare change and puts it into the mutual fund portfolio ah. but i ran across this mm-hmm. one this week that does it for crypto coins called hmm. coin seed grow your future uh, um it's only well i see it in the ios store i don't know if it's available for android and i don't know if there's a similar one for android but you guys can do your own due diligence and check it out. Uh, but this is pretty cool because you can connect it to your bank, you know, Citibank, US Bank, PNC, Chase, whatever, and it automatically pulls up all of your credit cards that are associated with it. And then you can pick from the portfolios that are there. You can say, you know, just put it in Bitcoin or just put it in Ripple or Litecoin or, or Dash, Monero. Uh, Zcash. it has got like the big eight there, or you can say just spread it out across all eight of them. And once you've got, I think, $5 in change, it'll sweep it into those currencies for you. So it's a way to invest in crypto a few cents at a time without really even feeling it.
1: And just to, for clarification, we're not being paid for this. This is something you found and thought was cool, right?
0: Yeah, no, we're not being paid for this. I just I spotted the app and I like it, and I've I've signed up for it. Um, and I just actually launched it on my phone right now. I haven't charged enough yet for uh, anything to um to be swept into. Oh, actually, I have a roundup of ninety five cents, so I must have gone to the store and bought something. Uh, And it's waiting for me to, you know, get enough in there. So just a a cool little thing. So you just
1: basically connected your debit card and it just is now every time it's just pulling that extra amount. That's cool. There's one thing yeah. I was thinking about that would be a totally a different type of uh, you know app that I think is needed, and maybe someone's like crypto dust. You know that if you you're trading stuff in some of these different exchanges, it seems to me there needs to be a solution for that crypto dust because you know it's like oh I got one thousand thirty eight satoshis over here and I got a little bit of monero, but it's not enough monero for me to trade it. What about that extra crypto dust? That needs to be like coin dust
0: I, I think that's a great idea and yep. maybe somebody's working on an app for that
1: we'll take we'll take 10 of it if you guys do it want to build it out we'll just take 10 percent for idea fee here here's the
0: problem <laughs> with it that you've got the transaction fees and sometimes on dust the transaction fee can eat up that dust yeah and so you know i don't know if it's worth it or not but i'm sure somebody's got to combine the dust maybe <laughs> the dust got swept under The rug. All right, enough silliness. We got Charlie Lee. Let's get into it. I don't know about you, Travis, but I'm fanboying out at the moment because we are with the one, the only, the inventor of Litecoin, the founder, Mr. Charlie Lee. Hello, Charlie. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: This is awesome having you on the show. Now there are other Charlie Lees, I'm sure,
2: but you're
0: the there one and only Litecoin of Charlie Lees. <laughs> This is the Charlie Lee. Charlie, uh, once upon a time, you worked at Google, right? Uh, and then you got into the whole open source thing and uh, on GitHub, and um, you for, you uh, helped to fork Litecoin off of Bitcoin back in what 2011?
2: Yeah, October
0: of 2011. But you know who's who's looking at dates, who's right?
2: It was so long ago, like, you know, <laughs> who really knows? So what? why did
0: you initially uh, come up with this fork?
2: Back then, there were um, all these other altcoins, and one of them was called Tenabricks And that was a coin that did escrow hashing. And that coin had a, a huge pre-mine, like 7 million pre-mine coins. So someone wanted to do something called Fairbricks, which is basically the same coin, but without the pre-mine. And I helped create the the, the code for it. And that kind of failed for various reasons. And then I decided to kind of step back and do something different and do it right and, do, and create a coin that has, like, all the good attributes of all these other altcoins without the negative part of it. And I created Litecoin out of that.
1: Very cool. So over this past Thanksgiving break, you know, I, I hung out with a bunch of friends I'd had since, you know, literally grade school. A couple of them I've known since I was 10 years old, right? So I got them set up on a Coinbase account, and I sent them each Half of a Litecoin, right? And I was like, why do I would want to send them Bitcoin? Because I'm like, you're gonna love this in three hours. It's gonna be so amazing <laughs> eventually. You wait, you wait. When the when we're really drunk, it will finally arrive. Uh, <laughs> but each time, and I did it to, for three friends, each time they got their Coinbase uh, you know, notification within 10 seconds. That is smoking fast. To me, that's like, you know what, that's how crypto should be. It should be really quick it should be painless and it should be seamless because that really shows the power if i'm giving somebody something to get them started i will always give them litecoin because that shows them the power of how quick it can be how is it so quick Versus Bitcoin, Bitcoin is really slow and you forked off a of Bitcoin originally, but Litecoin is way faster now. What, what is the reason for that? How, how does that
2: work? There are two things. One is right now, Bitcoin is, is congested, right? A lot of people are using Bitcoin. So the blocks are full. And for Litecoin, people aren't really using Litecoin as much as Bitcoin and the blocks are relatively empty. So all your Litecoin transactions will go in immediately to, into the next block. Whereas for Bitcoin, if you don't pay enough fees, you may need to wait. Right, and eventually your your transactions will go in if you pay the minimum fee, but you just need to wait until kind of the Bitcoin network works through all the transaction backlog. So that's one thing. The second is, I made um, Litecoin blocks four times faster than Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's a ten minute blocks. You wait ten minutes per block on average, and for Litecoin it's two and a half minutes for trans- for blocks on average. And it's a trade off, right? If by doing it, by making faster blocks you're creating also potentially creating more orphans because as miners find a block they may not pro- propagate the block fast enough before the next block is found because of how much faster it is so there's a little bit more wasted work but so it's a trade off
0: Right. So, so I hear you saying that as Litecoin picks up adoption, the blocks get busier. That it's going to slow down, or are is the Lightning, are, are the the things that you've implemented now going to make sure that it it's going to keep up the same level of speed?
2: On, like scaling on chain is not the solution. So you can't just make blocks bigger and bigger. So Litecoin blocks are effectively four times the size of Bitcoin blocks. So we already have a kind of we're already a step ahead of Bitcoin in that sense. And so we'll have enough time before our blocks fill up. We'll have enough time to for li- something like Lightning Networks or other secondary solutions to fully develop and take off a lot of this load before it actually will congest Litecoin's block space. So I'm confident that by the time we need it, we'll be ready. Like there'll be Lightning on Litecoin and Bitcoin, and then there's be cross-chain atomic swaps and lots of trends that it will be, Litecoin and Bitcoin will be, ha- will be able to handle like all the transactions uh, demand by then. But we're talking about, like, a year or two down the road, and I think we'll be fine. Very nice.
1: Yeah, because it's really fascinating, you know, so this whole crypto space, you know, Joel and I, we started this show back in July, and, you know, what's happened since July, what's happened in this year has just been, it seems like it's been unprecedented within any sort of financial market ever. Maybe it's just the just the, the sheer volume of how this is growing, and so I know that we have some questions from our audience. We asked, we said, "Hey, we're going to chat with Charlie Lee. And so, what are some of the what are some of the questions that you might be interested in asking?" One of the questions was about Bitcoin has been growing at a certain rate. Now, Litecoin is maybe one percent of. The price of, of Bitcoin, you know, how do you how do you foresee that sort of growing as Bitcoin grows? How do you foresee you know Litecoin pricing growing with it?
2: It's really hard to predict. It's all, like I, I really don't like to predict like how Litecoin price will move. It's Litecoin is definitely a little bit more volatile in terms of against Bitcoin, right? So I mean, that's obvious. So if you're holding Litecoin, it could go up to 0.02 or it could go drop to 0.05 or sorry, 0.005, like pretty quickly. Like I don't know what's the 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 true value of a Litecoin compared to Bitcoin. So I mean, market determines what the price is, right? Right now, it's it's at 0.01, and that's what it is.
0: Yeah, well, we do have a, a bunch of questions. I think, Travis, just, you know, because we are such a fan-oriented show, we could go on with the same canned questions that Charlie gets all the time. But I'm just going to read, you know, we're going to go through some Telegram and Facebook questions here. Alex Landerfield says, thank you for your leadership. He says, that's priceless. And then he says, assuming that not all altcoins are coins, which above number 100 show promise? He, he's got a few he likes, but what do you like personally?
2: So I like Bitcoin. I like Ethereum. I obviously like Litecoin. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) I like Ethereum Classic. I really didn't like the fact that Ethereum did a hard fork for the DAO. I thought they should have not done that. Set a really bad precedence. I like Monero. I think Monero is doing something different. It's trying to do um, privacy the right way compared to all the other uh, privacy-oriented coins. And last but not least, I like Decred. I've been a big fan of Decred because it's trying to solve something that has been bothering us this whole year, which is governance. Right? How does how do we decide how to upgrade Bitcoin? And uh, Decred does it in, in an innovative way using proof of stake voting.
0: I thought it was so. Jamie Dimon that's been bothering us all year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so May May has a question related to forks, right? So this has been the year of the forks. There's been so many with Bitcoin, and uh, I think we're now on Bitcoin aluminum. I think that's coming up. I'm not sure. Bitcoin 10. Bitcoin 10 That's next. So does Litecoin anticipate any forks? I mean, it seems like all these major coins are forking. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, I don't get to control, like, whether or not someone wants to fork Litecoin. But right now, there hasn't been any real real talk about forking Litecoin Because if you really want to fork a coin, most people doing it right now are just kind of like what people were, the reason why people are doing ICOs a few months ago, it's just a money grab, right? So if you're going to want to grab money, you want a big pie to grab, to split off of as opposed to a smaller pie, right? So of course, you're going to fork Bitcoin. If you manage to grab 1% of the market share of Bitcoin, then it's worth a lot of money. So something like bitcoin gold was the first to really do, or obviously bcash was the first one to do it but bitcoin b gold what i like to call did it is more of like a money grab right they a pre-mine like a ton of coins after the split mm. and just launch it and get people to get exchanges to support it and now they just made i think they made like hundreds of millions of dollars right mm. like a lot of money so
0: I love that you called Bitcoin Cash B Cash. There was a video that is out today. I don't know if you've seen it, but Roger Veer was being interviewed by some guy who kept calling it bcash and roger lost it he eventually i mean he got mad you could see the veins popping out and uh, this guy was questioning him and roger started personally attacking him saying i was a multi-millionaire before bitcoin ever came along and who are you and he gave him the finger and ended the conversation
2: yeah i saw that that was pretty that was pretty surprising he <laughs> also called his call his business a little porno shop or something.
0: Yeah. What's going on there? I mean, I know this is not a, you know, let's uh psychoanalyze Roger Veer, but uh, you know, along those lines, Pedro asked, are there any partnerships for Litecoin the same way Roger's been creating for for B Cash with various businesses? And um, you know, what what are the plans for 2018?
2: Well, my strategy for Litecoin has always been less about marketing and more about just working Kind of working on the the tech and making sure the network is stable and healthy. So I'm not going to be traveling around and trying to make deals with companies to to list Litecoin or to do something like that. So but other people are welcome too. Uh, there's a lot of people who are a lot of people who are passionate about Litecoin are actually out there talking to companies and trying to get uh, Litecoin listed in different exchanges and Litecoin uh, accepted in different by different merchants. So it's happening, but it's more of a grassroots effort as opposed to me having like lots of money and just spending to kind of to make Litecoin successful just by spending money.
1: Very nice. So we have another question here from one of our one of our uh, fans of the Bad Crypto Podcast, James Franklin. He asked, "So has your vision for Litecoin has that changed from whenever you first created it uh, to where it is now and and where it's going in the future? And maybe where do you see Litecoin maybe f- three to five years from now?"
2: Yeah. So. I created Litecoin more of like a more for fun than anything else. I didn't expect it to become such a successful project. So when I created it, it was more like I want to do something better than anything else out there. And it wasn't that hard for me to do because I understood the code and I was able to fork it create the Genesis block and launch it. And then once I launched it, it became can became kind of its own thing, right? It's it it's now like it's alive. It can't kill mm-hmm. anymore. And it got attacked, and I had to like work on how to defend it against some of the spam attacks. Initially, it was very interesting, and basically just just grew and got more and more popular. And what really helped was the, the marketing, like the calling it "silver, bitcoin, gold" really got people to understand what Litecoin is all about. And before you knew it, it actually became like the number two coin um, for the longest time. And yeah, now it's it's like a four or five billion dollar currency and i don't know where, where we're heading but it's very exciting
0: tana phillips wants to know about the upcoming uh bread ico he, they want to know about your involvement is it you know because you're an advisor are you an advisor to the wallet the tech or the actual ico
2: itself i'm not familiar with the with the bread ico i actually don't like to advise companies doing icos because i don't want them to use my my name to promote that because I advise them, it must be a good ICO. Um, I've talked to the bread guys many times and advise them a lot on the bread wallet and their company. And I, I don't know practically anything about their ICO.
0: Well, there goes my ask for being a bad coin advisor
2: for a worthless token. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> Very.
0: Nice. I don't think anybody will advise us on bad coin. Uh, we won't even advise ourselves because it's bad.
2: Yeah. I'll advise you, sell it.
1: Sell it. <laughs> sell it. Get out of it. Sell it for, for what it's worth. Nothing. 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 So, so there's the Bread Wallet, and then the Litecoin version is the Loaf Wallet, right? And so mm-hmm. and, and you also created that, are we correct?
2: It's part of the Litecoin Foundation, um, the Litecoin Project. We've created Loaf Wallet, which is a fork from Bread Wallet, and we've launched it on iOS and Android.
1: Very nice. It's what my kids use. So I pay them crypto allowances, Right. And so my daughter, she wants pretty much only Litecoin because she likes how it gets there so quickly. My son, he likes a little bit of Litecoin. He likes a little bit of Bitcoin. I think he has some some other ones as well. But they love their Loaf wallet because it's just amazing how quick it is to them. So it just feels like they're getting paid instantaneously. And so <laughs> I know Lily and Jared give you a shout out because they love what you're doing.
2: Yay. Thanks. They're really excited because their their allowance, their money's going up. Yeah. Just wait, yeah, go. 92 today. <laughs> till we went into reporting. a bear market and the
0: money is going down. Yeah. <laughs> are you Satoshi Nakamoto?
2: No, I'm a Satoshi are, wannabe. Are
0: Are you sure you're not Satoshi Nakamoto?
2: I'm pretty sure, unless there's multiple personality issue going on that I'm not aware of. <laughs> well, Bobby Sal wants to know what is
0: your understanding of Satoshi's vision.
2: Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a religious question now. (laughs) Um we can get
0: all spiritual here. Let's just cross (laughs) legs, get a lotus position and light.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So people using the term Satoshi's vision is just I think it's silly because Satoshi his initial vision for Bitcoin was like the paper, right? Peer-to-peer um electronic cash. But when he launched Bitcoin Bitcoin, it was actually peer-to-peer when he launched it. There was a way for you to send money to a specific IP address where you would send money to your friend because you know where he is, uh, his IP address, and you'll send money there. And the blockchain was used to prevent double spends. It was kind of like a backup. So it's no longer that, and he changed it. He disabled the peer-to-peer functionality. It's still a peer-to-peer network, but it's not a peer-to-peer payment anymore. It uses blockchain to kind of settle the payment. Right, you broadcast your transaction to your buddy or to, to the recipient, to everyone. And then when, once it gets saved into the blockchain, then it's kind of permanent. So you don't; the other person doesn't need to be online for them to receive money because they have an address that's assigned to them. So by definition, it's no longer the, the, the Bitcoin white paper title anymore after Satoshi changed that. Is that like Satoshi's new vision or is that his old vision that we should follow? Right. If you follow the, the white paper to the, to the letter, then you should add back in the peer to peer payment part of it, which was removed. I think what happened, like, so I've written a blog post about this Bitcoin initially was like the perfect currency to everyone because it had, it's cheap, low fees. It's, you can create as many transactions as you want. Um, it's censorship resistant and it it basically has everything it's decentralized the reason why that is is because of the block rewards so initially bitcoin was giving out 50 bitcoins every block and that was basically paying for everything paying for the miners paying for like there's no transactions but the miners are getting the block rewards but as the block rewards go to zero or go get decreased get half every every four years so you kind of had to choose: do you want to stay as the most decentralized, most secure coin, or do you want to be the like the lowest fee, highest bandwidth coin, because you can't be both anymore. There's, there has to be trade-offs has to be made, like real world happens. you can't just be the best thing for everyone. So the core devs and I are on the side where censorship resistant is the most important feature of Bitcoin, and you can't lose that. So, yes, we can't compete with Visa on chain. We can't compete with PayPal on chain. But that's not the point. Like being PayPal 2.0 or Visa 2.0 is not that interesting. Um, What's interesting is being unsensible money and having like second layer solutions compete in terms of transaction throughput and low fees. It's true that. Secondly, like Lightning Networks will have a different kind of privacy, different uh, decentralization aspect to it than Bitcoin on-chain. But that's something that you're willing to give up. You're willing to give up a little bit of decentralization for the transaction capacity. right? But you don't have to destroy the Bitcoin networks on-chain censorship resistance to do that. So it's a long-winded answer, but that's my view, which oh. is like, this is my vision. I don't know about Satoshi's vision, but this is what I what I envision uh, Bitcoin and Litecoin to be in the future.
1: Yeah. The Satoshi Lite
2: vision. Correct.
1: Very nice. And this seems like, you know, all the things that you just mentioned about that, you know, being quick with the way Bitcoin used to be, that seems that that's the way Litecoin is now, right? The payments are, are fast, you know, the the, the no censorship, all those other all those other features there. My question would be. You know, how do we gain more adoption to be able to spend Litecoin in more places? Because, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is accepted here. Bitcoin, you see that. That's the one currency now that's like Bitcoin is accepted here. How do we get Litecoin to be accepted in more places? Because it seems to me that once that happens, once more, you know, and we know there's already some places out there that do, you know, overstock.com accept Litecoin. And and once, you know, you, you got um uh, Coinbase used to work at Coinbase to, to put Litecoin on there. That gave some additional legitimacy to Litecoin. And so more people are you know using that. How are we going to get to a place where, where we can spend it in more places and have greater
2: adoption? So Litecoin is always like a step behind Bitcoin. So I've always envisioned them to work side by side. So kind of like MasterCard Visa, right? Try to get, the, get stores to accept both. There's even like a Bitcoin, Litecoin logo that looks just like the MasterCard Visa logo Mm. or the MasterCard logo of two circles. But yeah, so try to um, it's more it will be more it will take more of like a grassroots efforts, similar to Bitcoin, how people were just bugging merchants, bugging places to accept Bitcoin. Um, People are doing the same thing with Litecoin. So it's it's building on top of building on the, the Litecoin network effect.
0: And yeah, I've noticed you're you're really chill about, you know, you're not you don't take this as a competition. You know, you don't th- say oh, we're better than Bitcoin. You see Bitcoin is having its use and you're not interested in pumping up Litecoin. You just want to see it take its natural organic path. And I I've watched people that are tweeting you, "When are you going to have news? And when are you going to release this? And when are you going to do marketing?" And you're like, "Hey, just everything will happen in its own time. Is, is that kind of your attitude?
2: Yeah, so if I pump Litecoin, I can potentially move the price. But the problem is like you, the worst time, it, the worst, when it's volatile, it really hurts people because people who hear about Litecoin or even Bitcoin, they hear about it when it's going up. The poor people will actually buy it at the high and then it will go down like 80%. And those people will get really get hurt. So people who actually can't afford to to lose money, will unfortunately hear about it at the at the peak and buy it. So I I would prefer to keep the volatility low and not like let it naturally happen. If it's going to go up, it will go up. If it doesn't for like three years or four years, like it has happened, and it doesn't, right? Yeah. So the people who can't can't afford it tend to buy at the high when the when the price goes up. They there's a time when they hear about the coin and they buy at the peak, and then when the price goes down for like eighty um, percent um they get hurt so i'd rather not see that i'd rather see litecoin price just take naturally go up if it's if there's more demand and more more use for it than to for me to just um pump the price up and it's gonna happen right it doesn't matter what i do if litecoin adoption takes off the price will will follow so it's just it will take time right so be be patient Mm -hmm. and if you if you really want the price to go up then go out and use it go out and ask your local merchant or your online merchant to accept Litecoin mm. in addition to Bitcoin. Right. And make like light, make lightning network happen. Right. Uh start beta testing it, start making that happen, help companies push companies to support SegWit and Lightning Network and make it happen.
1: That was gonna be my next question. The atomic swap action and it's like I was going to ask you about how do you solve Bitcoin's problem, right? Because you know there's there's the factions that are happening with the the b cash people and the b golds and 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 all those right now so so you would say based on what you just stated right there that you think the solution to bitcoin is probably they already have segwit one on there if they added the lightning network that would maybe solve some of their scaling problems that they that they have and if so for how long is that going to solve a problem
2: so we don't know right so lightning network is going to help bitcoin scale exponentially and still being researched still being implemented so we don't know how much that will help, and it may not be enough. Like we may eventually need to do an on-chain block size increase or block weight increase. And when that happens, there'll be consensus, I, w- I believe. If if we really need to, if like the um, second layer solutions aren't enough to help Bitcoin scale, then we'll do a block size increase, and by then it should be fine, right? Even now, even now, I believe a two megabyte block size is not really going to hurt decentralization that much. It's just that there's no consensus, so. Pushing it through is not the right thing to do, um, and also I don't know for sure, right? It's hard to say. So, not everyone agrees that we need to uh, increase to two megabytes today. So that's why we didn't.
1: Yeah, you know, so just a follow up on that because the Lightning Network and the stuff that's going on here—it's it's so interesting. Like we saw a couple weeks ago with that B Cash pump and dump that ended up happening, right? And then now but there's some rumors going on right now about Dragon Slayers and how they're going to try to have a flipping to make B Cash be the new Bitcoin and. I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on that? Could that actually happen? Could Bcash end up creating a flippening to to become the new Bitcoin? Is that something that, because there's some fear going on right now. It's in communities. People are talking about that quite substantially. So I'd be curious to, to hear what you think about it.
2: I, I don't see that how, the, how that could happen. Um, I mean, Bcash is Bcash. It's not Bitcoin, no matter like what the how much people pump it. Right? There's just so much money. The market cap of Bitcoin is so large that, you can't really, like, just easily pump another coin to that market cap. Well,
0: That's I think, thought. Charlie, what they were talking about is uh, the the um, conspiracy theory is that there's a bunch of whales in China that are going to wait for it to hit 10K, and then they are going to move that price down, 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 way down. Like and sell
2: Bitcoin and buy Bcash? Yeah. Like sell their huge stash of Bitcoin and buy Bcash? Yeah. I mean, how much, how much Bitcoin do these whales have? Do they have, like… 10 million bitcoins? I mean, is it, are we talking about 1 million bitcoin? I mean, how much do they have, right? How much money does it take to really move Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, good question. I think it's just uh, FUD. It's like, if the whales are really going to do that, do you think they're going to tell anyone? Right,
0: exactly. Well, somebody's saying it was an insider. But, you know, I think there's conspiracy theories all the time. So if it's not that, um, Jonathan Hammond asks on Facebook, what do you see as the next big crypto catalyst after the options and futures development that are coming in the next few months? It
2: would have to be the ETF. Right, so, but yeah, so the CME options, the futures trading is is huge i think being allowing people to actually have exposure to the bitcoin volatility without ever ever having to hold and secure their own private keys is good for a lot of people because otherwise they can't actually hold and buy bitcoin so i think i think it's very important i think that's that's why the price has gone up so much Mm -hmm. in my opinion and the next big thing would be the etf so if the etf for bitcoin gets approved then people can just buy bitcoin like they buy stocks
0: Uh, electric fund transfer is that what you're talking about no
2: the exchange traded fund
0: okay explain what that is for our listeners
2: okay so um it's basically a a stock right so that you can buy on the stock market that it represents a certain amount of bitcoins with cme's futures it's buying bitcoin but you need it's like trading commodities this is actually something i've done before i got into bitcoin trading gold futures so i'm pretty i'm very familiar with that cme is releasing a product where you can buy futures like betting on the future price of bitcoin whenever you buy one contract there has there will be a seller selling that same contract and if the price moves then you make money the other counterparty loses money and at the end when the future future price settles you just get money and the other party has to give money and there's margin being kept so that Mm -hmm. there's always um, enough money in the system so with etf exchange traded fund. There's gold ETF where you can buy gold ETF stock without actually buying physical gold. So for Bitcoin, it would be something similar where you buy this um, stock just like you buy Apple or Google stock and you hold maybe each stock represents one Bitcoin and it will track the price of Bitcoin pretty closely. But depending on like the fees of the ETF, they could start to veer off a little bit, but it's a good way to track the price of Bitcoin. So it makes swap. it more accessible and easier yeah. for people to invest, yeah, it makes it very easy for anyone to invest and in. like right now the yeah, just a lot of a lot of people are getting into the futures bitcoin makes it easy for people to get into, and then a stock like e t f makes it even that much easier, like even your grandmother can buy Bitcoin by opening an E-Trade account and buying the bitcoin stock right. That's
1: awesome. So I have one final question here that I want to ask. So we interviewed James Altucher uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he is he has gone on record saying that he thinks ninety five to ninety eight percent of all of these ICOs are scams or shitcoins in some way, right? Now, if you're looking at this, you know the majority of the market cap is in those top ten, top fifteen tokens. Are you in line with that? Do you, what percentage of these of these coins below one hundred do you think are inherently Valueless, or, or is do you think many of them many of these coins that are popping up are, are kind of scamish or spamish? or what are your thoughts on that we we got like 1300 cryptocurrencies now it's it's
2: crazy well I, I i agree i think the majority of icos are scams if not outright scams there are scam. they are scams that don't even realize they're they're scams basically they're not set up properly where the incentives aren't in mind, so it's it will fail for sure and the, yes, the market cap might be bloated right now, but I think the coin market cap number is, uh, is misleading because it's, actually, it's just the price times how many coins are out there. But the actual value held by this coin is much less, much lower because of the, the volume, right? So you can't really like, if for example, you had like most of the coins and you, want, you had a lot of like this coin and you wanna sell, if you want to sell all your coins, it's going to crash the price down to next to nothing. So you won't be able to like extract that much money out of it. Whereas if you had Bitcoin, you have even had even if you had like ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin, you can pretty easily like pull out ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin without changing the price. You can't do that with with all these other coins. So the market cap for Bitcoin, I think, is pretty good representation of uh, how much value there is in total Bitcoin. But for all these other like all, uh, ICO coins, all coins, it's not
0: a couple of fun questions from listeners and we'll get ready to wrap this up. Morpheus Dorpheus wants to know what your favorite movie is.
2: Um, Star Wars, obviously.
0: Which episode?
2: Episode
0: four. Uh, so a new hope officially episode one. But yeah, because of back yeah. to the future. Uh, and Sam wants to know what is your favorite Mario Kart game or course?
2: <laughs> um, I actually don't remember all the different Mario Kart, but the course. My favorite course is the um, the Rainbow Bridge course. Ah, oh, yes,
0: we so go flying really, off. Of it.
2: Really hard course.
0: <laughs> well, Charlie Lee, um, our guest for this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Charlie, where's your favorite place for people to connect with you? Twitter, and that's at Satoshi Light. Yep. Uh, and do us a favor and shoot us a link to that um, that blog article you were talking about. We want to put that in the show notes. And any, uh, any final words to encourage the Republic of Bad Cryptopia citizens?
2: Don't buy ICOs. <laughs> and we've got
0: an ICO spotlight coming up. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because some of the ones we've had on, you know, at least we, you know, whether or not they see through their project, that's to be determined, but in terms of trading, there's been some good profits. Yeah. <laughs> so is it, but long-term, you're thinking it's just, it's not going to work.
2: Well, it's, it's a gamble, right? So mm-hmm. if you, it's like penny stocks, if you want to grant gamble with penny stocks, that you could make some money from it, but it's not a good, it's not a wise investment in, in the most part.
0: Travis, right. It's a good thing. We're not financial advisors. We, that we don't make any recommendations.
2: That
1: is, that is so true. Like what I do is I like, you know what? oh, Bitcoin's 54% of dominance in the market, well, then I'm going to hold 55% of my crypto in Bitcoin. I mean, this is kind of what I do. Like, oh, I probably should have some (laughs) Ethereum. I need to have some like yeah, but I stay away from that B cash and the B gold. I get I get rid of that stuff. I don't I don't like what's going on with that stuff. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much for jumping on and and uh, coming on to the Bad Crypto Podcast because you know what our fans love you uh, probably more than they love us. So so thank you for uh, for all you do for the industry, good sir.
0: Thanks for having me, dude. I can't believe you know Charlie Lee. What a, a super nice guy. And I looked at his Twitter profile. And his header on the Twitter profile is Bitcoin and Litecoin walking side by side, fist bumping, like off into the sunset. You know, he's just he believes that a rising tide lifts all boats and he's not trying to be the new Bitcoin. He wants to be Litecoin. And I love his philosophy and great guy.
1: Super chill guy. You know what? You get a feeling this guy is just completely down to earth and wants to do what's really good for the betterment of the whole scenario. He's like, you know what? I don't care if it's if we're point zero one or point zero two of a Bitcoin, because as Bitcoin grows, we're going to keep growing. Right. And that's it. And 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 people are doing great stuff and the, and the, the nature of it and the. You know, you can tell he's just a a good-hearted dude who is now has created a currency worth over 5 billion dollars.
0: Yeah, and Litecoin as of today is at a new all-time high. It's hit $95 on uh on coinbase and good job and also developments since the Roger Veer freakout, mm-hmm. which has forever um properly branded B cash bcash cash, yeah. cash, <laughs> cash forever and ever. Uh-huh. Um, be cash. Charlie yeah they've been they've been congenial and been friends but I guess recently they've had a little falling out and Charlie pub uh, challenged Roger to a debate publicly on twitter mm-hmm. so would love to see that happening i don't expect roger to say yes but you never know hey, Could joel, hey
1: joel can you do us a favor just if you're ever doing like a podcast or a video interview or anything and we're talking about crypto can you not flip off the other dude and rage yeah. quit, please i mean because I, I just want you know it's kind of not you don't want to do that
0: <laughs> can i just say that if somebody if one of us uh, is most likely to do that i'm gonna go with you oh yeah <laughs> As the one. Dude, I am most Zen, brother. To, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Well, listen, there is a video of the Charlie Lee interview. If you want to look at his face and and see us and all our glorious ridiculousness. But the only way you can access the video version of the interview is in the Bad Crypto Mastermind on Facebook. That's it. It's the only place you can find it. And if you're not in there right now, you're missing out on the best group on Facebook. Nothing but quality. Uh, we, you know, we moderate it regularly to make mm-hmm. sure that there's no spam in there. The conversations, uh, you know, are driven by the members. It's fantastic. Go to badco.in forward slash what is it? Is it bad crypto? It's Mastermind. It's Mastermind. Great. Badco.in forward slash Mastermind. Link is in the show notes. Go check it out, and you have to answer the questions. There's three simple questions. What's your name? What's your Bitcoin address? And what's your private key? No.
1: <laughs>
0: no, what, what do we
1: ask? We and ask what, what is the name of your first pet? That's not true. Yeah. Uh, it's, we, ba- ba- we basically want to yeah. know if, you, if you've actually heard an episode of Bad Crypto and how you right. found us. Because that's what we're really curious about is, like, which of these channels are you discovering us on? And then, two, we want to know why you want to be part of the Mastermind Group. And then three. There's another question. I don't remember what it is. Uh,
0: oh, I know what it is. It's uh, give it. Tell us your crypto proficiency on a scale of one to ten. Oh, yes, yes. You know how, how? What do you know? And and it's just you know we like to look at those and see who's coming in the group. We nurture this group like a family, and we would love to see you there.
1: Yeah. And don't invite your friends until they have seen or listened to an episode, right? Because we want yeah. we want them to know who we are. they got to be part of Bad Cryptopia. We don't be letting in refugees, <laughs> refugees from these other Facebook groups where people are rude and spammy and just out of control. We don't need your refugees. We are Bad Cryptopia.
0: You don't have to live like a bad crypto refugee. A little salute there to uh, yes. the late, great Tom Petty. And like him, I'm running down a dream though so thanks everybody for listening as always thanks for being a part of our dream here which is growing this show and reaching the world with badness
1: brothers and sisters of bad cryptopia stay bad